0: Today is Thursday, September 1st, 2022, and the Obama connection revealed. We have been studying this for weeks, and now we are prepared to go to press with a bombshell. How Barack Obama is the architect of the FBI's raid on Donald Trump. Joining us on the show will be Julie Kelly, who will help us expose exactly how Barack Obama is getting his political revenge through lawfare and through agents attempting to destroy illegally Donald Trump's chances at becoming president again. Also, the FBI has responded to Trump in court and Trump responded to the FBI dropping a bombshell in court. We'll cover that right off the top of the show. And FBI employees have lost all confidence in Christopher Wray and call for him to resign. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show.
1: The very last people on Earth who should be trusted in any dispute of this nature is the FBI. The FBI admitted already that they had fabricated evidence to go get a search warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. They have done very little. Other than meddle in elections, going back to the 2016 election, they meddled in that election in two ways, both by weaponizing Hillary Clinton's bought-and-paid-for Russia collusion hoax, but also by downplaying the problems posed by Hillary Clinton. In 2018, they'd already known for a year that there was nothing to the Russia collusion hoax, at best, if they ever believed it, and yet they had that Mueller probe going on and on for years to meddle in that election. In 2020, we just had Mark Zuckerberg admitting that the FBI had told him to suppress information, and you had all those intelligence. Agents, agents, agents falsely claiming that uh, the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, and now they're meddling in this election, too. I mean, everyone knows that the Democrats control everything in D.C. P- their policies are deeply unpopular, and so they're doing this raid in order to meddle in this election and then also in the subsequent one. This is a disaster for the FBI, and people in D.C. can pretend like these leaks and these court filings are anything different than what we've experienced since they began their war against Trump, but I think most of America America says enough is enough and they need to stop.
0: We have a stacked show today. So much wood to chop, so much to get to. But let's begin with the breaking news. Defiant Trump responds to bombshell DOJ Mar-a-Lago court filing and claims his possession of sensitive information should not be a cause for alarm. It shouldn't be. And we will get into the details of this on this show. I hope you all are ready. I hope you got your piping hot black cup of coffee ready to go. You will need it. We have so much information for this show, and we are going to get into the depths of the sludge of the sewers of the permanent state and Barack Obama's end to end control of that state and how Obama himself are pulling the levers right now in order to torture and torment his political adversary. It is incredible. Once you see it, you will never, ever be able to lose it again. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Here is the filing of the news from this morning. Donald Trump responding in court very muscularly and full-throatedly to the DOJ trying to suppress information about their raid because now they know that they have bitten off far more than they can chew. They are losing the information war. This is a tactical retreat, but they're not done yet. They're still a very dangerous animal. Listen to the breaking news.
1: Breaking tonight, attorneys for former President Trump are firing back against the Justice Department. The government is against appointing a special master to review documents taken by the FBI from Mar-a-Lago. In a 19-page response tonight, Trump's team argues, quote, the government twists the framework of responding to a motion for a special master into an all-encompassing challenge to any judicial consideration presently or in the future of any aspect of its unprecedented behavior in this investigation. This comes as multiple intelligence sources tell Fox News tonight the secret SCI classification marking on one of the documents photographed by the FBI. You can see it there it was unsealed last night is unusual. They say it is not widely used by the
0: intelligence community. So what's going on here? This is a little strange. Now, we had Cash Patel on the show yesterday saying that this is a staged photo. We have Cash Patel on the show yesterday saying, wait a second, these documents are not classified. So the cover sheets are not classified. They have blocked out what the documents were in order to abstain and in order to obstruct your ability to understand what's truly happening. It is all about information warfare. Information is power in a moment like this. And so they are attempting to rig the public's perception of what's going on here by adding classified sheets to what Donald Trump had in his drawers. So this is a theory. We have not confirmed this. But the theory right now that is being vocalized by Team Trump is that these classified documents and cover sheets that you saw there in order to show that Donald Trump took his classified documents, he took them, He. this is how Donald Trump keeps his documents. All the classified, all the nuclear codes, they're right here, they're right here. They're, ah, Donald Trump, he keeps them on the floor. This is how Donald Trump keeps his documents. The idea right now is that... That they added there's a there's a theory that they added these classification covers to these documents. This theory is pernicious. It is attempting to frame Donald Trump in the classic sense. Dick Tracy, who got who done it? Who got him? dirty cops framing Donald Trump. Donald Trump was on the radio just seconds ago. We pulled this clip. This is hot off the presses. Donald Trump was calling into local radio and was saying just this. Here's the president talking about the FBI essentially framing a photo to make him look bad. Insane stuff. Listen. Why are they opposing
2: this special master,
3: sir? It's a little like why don't they want a voter ID if you think about it, right? It doesn't make any sense. Why don't they want voter ID? They're against that. They're against anything that's you know, frankly, almost anything that turns out good, what they did here is they broke into the house and they went to an area. That area is my office, I presume. And everything's neat. You know, I'm a very neat person. Everything's plain, Everything's buttoned up. And they took documents and they put them all over the floor and th- then they deceptively put out that picture and a lot of people think that when you walk into my office i have confidential documents or whatever it may be oldie declassified but i had confidential documents spread out all over my fourth floor and uh like a slob like i'm sitting there reading these documents all day long or somebody else would be it's so it's so dishonest When you look at it. And so people were were concerned because they said, gee, you know, that's a strange scene. You look at the floor and you see documents, right? They have cover sheets of documents. No, they put them there, John, and they put them there in a messy fashion. And then they took a picture and they released it to the public. And this is what we're dealing with with these people.
0: In the year 2018, I got to interview Donald Trump inside of the Oval Office. Sarah Sanders escorted me in. I waited outside. Sarah Sanders went and got me, escorted me in. I got to sit for an hour-long interview with Donald Trump one-on-one inside of the Oval Office, inside of Trump's office at the White House. Now, I know that there is a large staff at the White House, and they keep that place meticulous, but let me tell you something. Donald Trump is a very clean man. That place was, like, spotless. Spotless. I saw the button that Trump pushes on the other side of his desk to bring him a Diet Coke, not to launch the nukes, to bring him a Diet Coke. I've seen it. The button was sparkling clean. Donald Trump is a fastidious man and a bit of a germaphobe, according to reports and according to his own uh, 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 autobiographical assessment of himself. So the idea that Donald Trump keeps his classified documents strewn on the floor is insane. They are framing Donald Trump and some of the smartest legal minds in America say that. Jonathan Turley was on Fox News yesterday saying they're doing this because they've been caught, essentially. And this is now a tactical retreat, a panicked retreat to attempt to save face and to stop Republican, toothy Republican congressional investigations. Jonathan Turley, one of our favorite political commentators and legal scholars, take it away.
2: I think the magistrate made a mistake signing off on this broad language. I think you're right. It should have had greater particularity, greater specificity, uh, because it was so unbelievably uh, broad. What's amazing about this filing is the Department of Justice tells the court, yeah, we probably did gather up some other material, but we still shouldn't give it back, because it's evidence that he mixed classified material with non-classified. I mean, that is really it just breathtaking i mean you can establish a record and then give the material back particularly if it's attorney client material they don't explain why they just don't obviously create the record and then allow the material to go back they also say in a footnote we might be able to give more information about what was gathered uh, but we're looking for extraordinary circumstances what well, sounds yeah. like those extraordinary circumstances is to avoid a special master
0: Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. PureTalk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. PureTalk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to PureTalk. With PureTalk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unless talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. is going to give you. This month, when you switch to PureTalk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. So that is what they're doing right now in court today. Today. Now, our show goes live at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The court arguments take place at one o'clock. So expect a live from us tonight with the updates And uh, an update as quickly as possible uh, on what happens with the special master. Special master is a huge deal. This is what Donald Trump is arguing in court. Trump submitted a formal response to the Justice Department's explosive Tuesday court filing just before 8 p.m. last night. The ex-president's legal team is hitting back hard at the DOJ's arguments against appointing a special master to oversee the classified documents recovered at Mar-a-Lago. It comes the night before a major hearing in the case. That is today at 1 p.m. Again, we will... Be updating you as to what happens in this case. Trump's legal team suggests that they are entitled to be represented in a review of the documents seized, arguing that the government's review of the privileged information is too one sided. The DOJ's 36 page Tuesday filing is a account of the investigators attempts to recover classified documents that Trump took home with him. It accuses Trump and his lawyers of having deliberately hidden records from investigators uh, and and likely to conceal and removed in order to obstruct a probe. So that is what the feds are getting at. And we'll cover that in just a moment. Exactly how Barack Obama is behind it all. In the Wednesday filing, Trump attempted to dismiss the very origins of the DOJ's investigation by arguing that his possessions of sensitive documents should not have been concerning to the National Archives, which first raised the alarm about the ex-president's handling of classified documents earlier in 2021. This has been a years long attempt to get Trump. They have been working on this, manufacturing this, constructing it, carefully orchestrating it in order to get to this moment right now, where it would have maximum damage before the midterms. Trust me, these people are not stupid. They are malevolent. They are evil, but they are not stupid. In the filing, he also argues that the use of executive privilege, primary benefits in the United States should be honored. After the U.S. District Judge Aline Cannon signaled her openness to granting Trump's request for third-party official review of the DOJC's documents, prosecutors submitted filing indicating the so-called privilege review, privilege review team was engaged in much of the same work. They argue that appointing a special master would be superfluous and potentially imperil the investigation given the highly classified nature of the documents recovered. It is incredible, the playbook here. Incredible, the playbook here. People, uh, some of our favorite reporters are saying making Swiss cheese of this, making mince sausage out of this. Greg Jarrett uh, uh, on Fox News, who is a legal expert, is saying, yo, this is an absolutely feeble argument by the DOJ. This shows that they are running scared. This shows a tactical retreat. Listen to Greg Jarrett.
4: Look, I I read the court filing, and I must say it is one of the most feeble and anemic arguments by Merrick Garland that I think I've ever read in a court filing. Uh, No legal standing to go to court. He claims, uh, my goodness, a first year law student knows that if you're the target of a search and seizure, you have a constitutional right to go to court and argue a violation of the Fourth Amendment uh, to either suppress it or at the very least have a special master review and segregate the material. The other part Uh, of what was in the court filing by Garland was this crazy notion of obstruction of justice. What is that? You have to prove that a person acted corruptly and with an improper purpose. And the United States Supreme Court has narrowed it further and said, you have to act uh, immorally with a depraved and evil purpose. Where is evidence of that? If the president... Uh, truly thought he had a right to access and custody of these presidential papers. There's no corrupt intent here. And look at all of the three criminal statutes in the warrants cited by Garland. They all require knowingly, deliberately, willfully breaking the law. If the president said, wait a minute, this stuff, I declassified it and have a right under the Presidential Records Act to have access to it. Um, then, you know, there there's no criminal intent here.
0: So this is the actual criminal intent. The true criminal intent is how the DOJ weaponizes leaks like the photograph of the documents strewn across the floor. These leaks are intended to defy the facts of the case and to give uh, red meat. They, these people don't eat meat. So give like sloppy white soy. To their rabid Xanax and Chardonnay filled base of moms in Lululemon pants in Georgetown heading to spin cycle, soul cycle, whatever the hell cycle. I don't actually know. I don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, Guys, the reason why Trump must have a special master of these documents is because the DOJ takes the documents and then leaks them selectively to their PR firms in the Washington Post and the New York Times, Donald Trump is saying in his filing that a filtration process and a special master would prevent the unchecked DOJ impugnment leaks and publicizing of selective aspects of their investigation without recourse for Trump. So this is the kind of stuff that infuriates judges when judges are trying to run a courtroom. The running of a courtroom is the running of information. This is why jur- uh, like juries are not allowed to watch TV news. They're not allowed to like read the local newspapers. They want you to be an unbiased juror. They do a selection process and you're supposed to simply observe the facts of the courtroom. So observing the facts of the courtroom is what Donald Trump wants. Yet the DOJ continues to leak. Chris Bedford, our dear friend, was on Fox News talking about exactly this. Bedford talking about how the DOJ and the media's propaganda arm are working overtime against Trump Again, at the direction of Barack Obama, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Here's Bedford.
5: I think the DOJ is on its heels right now. They actually believe that after seven years of totally lying to the American people over and over again, being able to pull the, the pull the wool over Republicans' eyes over and over again, getting good Republicans like Senator Jeff Sessions or Attorney General Jeff Sessions to stand back, people like Mitt Romney to vote for impeachment, that people were still going to buy this and buy their secrets after they raided the president's house, which is something, if you're raiding a political opponent's house, you better have a darn good reason. You better be very outright with it. But especially after seven Seven years of lying, first they tried to say it was secrets, then they said the nuclear word as if that would just scare everyone into it, then they even had some mm-hmm. of their former agents imply that this was had something to do with actual Russian spying, then they released that fake and completely empty affidavit, and now they're coming out with this picture, this arrayed picture of documents. They have not made a case to the American people, and the onus is on them. They've already become an internet meme, and thank goodness, finally, Republican senators and congressmen and and pundits are immediately, no one's sitting on their hands and saying, let's wait and see. Everyone's looking at the DOJ and the FBI and saying, you show the evidence, because if you raid your political opponent's house in the United States, you better have a darn good reason, and you better prove it to us, and not just say it's too secret for the kids.
0: So what has the DOJ proven? And, and, and excellent points there by Chris Bedford. What has the DOJ proven? They've proven nothing. They have to prove that Donald Trump, one, had malicious intent for these documents. And then they have to prove that these documents were secret and classified in the first place, because Donald Trump has every right to keep personal records from his presidency. We're going to jump into that in just a moment in our next story and show you exactly how they utilized. I mean, it's incredible how they utilized the National Association of Infectious Diseases Against Donald Trump, N-A-I-D, N-A-A-I-D. Have you ever heard of that organization? Dr. Fauci's organization, you ever heard of it? It's incredible. The FBA, FDA, the CDC, like these these are like sleepy backwaters inside of the swamps. Not even the alligators go there to like find anything to eat. There's nothing in these organizations. They are masters at lawfare and permanent statecraft from inside of the sludges of the sewers where they live. So the court has to prove, the DOJ in court has to prove, that Donald Trump's documents were classified. What we found yesterday is this fascinating bit of archival footage of Donald Trump literally on camera, not just in a press release, not just in a tweet, but on camera saying, I declassify the documents. It's here in black and white. Go!
3: So we want to be very transparent. So as you know, I declassified everything, everything they want. I put it under the auspices of the attorney general. He's going to be in charge of it. He's a uh, great gentleman and a highly respected man. So everything that they need is declassified, and they'll be able to see how this uh, hoax, how the hoax or witch hunt started and why it started. Uh, it was a, an attempted coup or an attempted takedown of the president of the United States. It should never, ever happen to anybody else. So it's very important. Now, people have been asking me to declassify for a long period of time. I've decided to do it. And you're going to learn a lot. I hope it's going to be nice, but perhaps it won't be.
0: Hmm, Perhaps it won't be. You're going to learn a lot. According to Catch Patel, 40% of the information about Russiagate, where it started and who started it, and we know it was started by Barack Obama inside of the White House, we know that it was started by Joe Biden inside of the White House to protect Hillary Clinton, going off fake information that Hillary Clinton created and that John Brennan essentially serviced as an intermediary through the CIA. These people are masters at swamp craft. It's not state craft. I called it statecraft a second ago. It's swamp craft. Remember last month when Joe Biden doddered out in front of TV cameras and said, hey, I'm going to forgive everyone's student loans. Well, that's pretty irritating for a guy like me who worked through college and paid off all my loans, and now I'm going to have to pay for someone else's loans. I'm sick of paying for things I don't need or use, kind of like supplements. I take supplements every single day. This is how we power through the show, and this is how we're online for 12 hours a day. I used to take them in pill form, but... Studies have shown that you do not absorb most of the nutrients in the pills, not to mention they can be hard to swallow. Vitamins that you don't absorb are a waste of money. That's why doctors and nutritionists created Healthy Cell, a great tasting ingestible gel with 165% more absorption than pills. Healthy Cell's Microgel ensures maximum absorption of exactly the sort of premium nutrients that I need to get me through the day to support focus, recall, mental speed, and rapid learning, all the things that Joe Biden doesn't have. If it's optimal for brain performance, you want it. Please check out Healthy Cell. I use it every single day. Visit HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. That's HealthyCell.com and use the code Benny for 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. This is incredible. And now we get into the heart of the story today. And joining us very soon, Julie Kelly, who is hands down the best reporter on this issue. Hands down, Julie Kelly from American Greatness. I want to lay out for you how they're doing this. If I were to tell you in 2018, 2019, actually, if I were to tell you at the beginning of 2020 that a guy named Dr. Fauci would become the most famous, important bureaucrat, you would say, who and what? And Dr. Fettuccini Is this like a Batman villain? What's going on? You didn't know, but they knew because they understand how the organs of government work, how the sludge travels through these rotted pipes inside of D.C., And they understand that there are sleepy agencies that can be weaponized to hurt people, their enemies, places you've never heard of, things you've never heard of. Have you ever gotten audited by the IRS? Have you ever looked through the tax forms? These people come up with ways to put anyone they want into jail. And the reason why is, as Joseph Stalin said, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. I will create a system where you can commit 20 felonies a day and have no idea you're doing it right so this is the beginnings of how Barack Obama decided to take down Donald Trump through the National Archives. It is incredible. Let's start on July 28th, 2009, 2009. Forgive me. President Barack Obama nominated Fiero Sorry, what's his first name? Fiero, the National Archivist, to be the 10th Archivist of the United States of the United States of America. OK, this is from the Federalist this morning, published this morning. Records suggest a backbench bureaucrat, the National Archivist Fierro, partisan grievances, David Fierro, partisan grievances spurred the FBI's naked political raid on Trump. Here we go. David Fierro is the guy who started all of this. He, is the na- he was the National Archivist. Now, this this piece is very long. It's probably like 3000 words. So let me give you the the top line information here by this incredible piece by Margo Cleveland inside of the Federalist she documents how these leaks began like from day 1 of Donald Trump's departure. They had this plan. They knew that Donald Trump was going to want to retain personal items, effects and various things from his presidency. It's Donald Trump, of course he wants these things. Donald Trump was going to keep these things and so they were going to orchestrate and manufacture a way to get him through something you've never heard of, which is the Presidential Records Act. And they're going to use a guy, a guy appointed by Barack Obama Nominated by Barack Obama, allegiant to Barack Obama, David Fierro. Now, David Fierro is a partisan hack. Why is this librarian a partisan hack? The, the article goes on to show, one, how the press began setting up this narrative for years. You got to give these communists something, man. They, they take their time on this stuff. They began setting this up for years with selective leaks to selective media, starting to plant the idea of Donald Trump versus the National Archives. Donald Trump stealing documents from the National Archives. Now let's jump into the article. Who is this David Fierro? This David Fierro is the guy who suggested that the DOJ and the FBI begin to prosecute Donald Trump, and turn a grand jury, and then go down there and actually use physical force and guns to raid the president. This David Fierro is the guy, this National Archivist, the angry librarian, the guy appointed by Barack Obama, is the guy who ordered the raid on Donald Trump by proxy. Because David Fierro is the person who set this all up. Here we go. Numerous public statements by Piero, who is this guy, at the time, referring to the DOJ served as Country Archive, suggest the partisan goal underlying the referral. This is the criminal referral. First was Piero's bizarre overreaction to watching Trump leave the White House, getting off his helicopter, some people carrying white bankers' boxes. What the hell is in that box? Piero apparently asked himself. This is according to what the Washington Post which, of course, when The Washington Post is doing a puff piece on someone, the the purpose of that is to lionize them in the corporate press. Please see Christine Blasey Ford. So Fierro is sitting there saying, wait, what documents are Donald Trump taking? Hmm, I wonder what documents could Donald Trump be having? Those aren't his documents. Those are my documents. Then Fierro's admission that he decided to retire at the end of April 2022 because he's worried about his political future. It's important for me that this administration replace me, Fierro said. I'm not concerned about what's going to happen in 20. 20- I'm concerned about what's going to happen in 2024. I don't want it to be left to the unknowns of the presidential election. Well, that's a really strange political statement for an archivist to make. Shouldn't an archivist be like a boring ass librarian who sits there and like replaces the mothballs above the old encyclopedias? Fierro's comments during the post-retirement interview on January 6th, saying that it was the worst day of his life. Oh, that's interesting. Fierro watching the angry, angry, angry mob walking down the road of the White House, not to mention the angry mobs that burned D.C. to the ground, the BLM and Antifa mobs that burned D.C. to the ground that summer. Fierro doesn't have jack to say about them, but Fierro was weeping in his office during January 6th. But here we get to the core of the issue. How did this guy treat Obama versus Trump? Here we go. How was Barack Obama treated with his records? In 2016, before President Obama left office, he rented a private facility at Hoffman Estates to serve as a storage place for his presidential papers. By October 2016, while he was still in office, shipments of artifacts from his presidency began arriving in suburban Chicago storage facilities. Well, that's interesting. So Obama's able to ship tons of his crap to the middle of Chicago into a storage facility that he didn't even live in that wasn't protected by Secret Service. The Obama documents, both classified and unclassified, remained inside of Hoffman estates well into 2018, as evidenced by a letter of intent executed between Fierro on behalf of the National Archives. The only difference between the Hoffman estate storage of Obama's presidential records that began in 2016 and the Mar-a-Lago storage of Trump's presidential records was that the documents were technically within the possession of the National Archives, technically. But even though the documents were legally the property, Obama still had the right to access the records, including the classified documents, because they're Obama's. So upon receiving the boxes of documents from Trump, the National Archives had legitimate concerns about the security at Mar-a-Lago. It's very strange given the fact that this is Trump's residence. The Secret Service safeguard these locations. A bureaucracy committed to the country and safeguarding her artifacts would have worked to arrange the documents be preserved under the auspices of the National Archives at a location chosen by Trump. That is what this reporting shows. That they are treating Barack Obama... The Obama appointee is treating Barack Obama and his multi-millions of documents totally differently from Donald Trump. But it gets far, far worse. An article in American Greatness by Ju- the great Julie Kelly, the Obama-era sisters encircle Trump, had us stunned today. This is a stunner of a document. And joining us right now is our special guest for the day, Julie Kelly. Julie Kelly, thank you so much for being on the program. We are such huge fans of yours. I essentially, I I get, I I like hurt my thumb retweeting your tweets every single (laughs) day. I had to go to the doctor, all right, because I'm (laughs) punching retweet so often on your Twitter page. Thank Thank you for being on the program. This is a first. We deeply appreciate you coming on and we deeply appreciate your work here with the Obama sisters. This was some amazing, amazing reporting. You went in depth as to how Barack Obama by proxy And his agents are encircling Trump and are causing this current FBI raid and the ensnarement trap of Donald Trump to progress. This is stunning stuff. Perhaps you can outline it for us and we'll put the article on screen.
6: Thanks, Benny. And thanks so much for having me on. So it's entitled Sisters because Susan Rice, who we know was Barack Obama's close aide and confidant, still is. Um she was his final national security advisor. In her memoir, she describes Avril Haines and Lisa Monaco as her sisters. They were really Obama's inner circle, intelligence inner circle in the last few years of his administration. Why this matters is because all three women now hold extremely powerful posts in the Biden regime. Susan Rice, knowing that she would never pass a Senate confirmation, was appointed his top domestic policy advisor. But more importantly, Lisa Monaco, his last Obama's last Homeland Security advisor, is the Deputy Attorney General, Benny. She is the one running the show. She is overseeing the day to day criminal investigation into Donald Trump, his associates, and of course, his supporters under the January 6th uh, persecution. She is now working with her other sister, Avril Haines, who is the director of national intelligence. She was CIA director John Brennan's deputy. So that should tell you all you need to know about her credentials. Um, So in order, Benny, to further conceal information about what is in this trove of documents stolen by the FBI at Mar-a-Lago, Um, As soon as this judge, Judge Cannon, said she would be open to appointing a special master, what happens? Avril Haines and Lisa Monaco notified Congress last Friday that they're conducting a national security assessment to make sure that none of these documents threaten national security. This was included in the government's response that was filed yesterday as reason why, Either the court and or this special master third party should not be able to review the documents. This goes all the way back to press by Hurricane Benny, as everything does. Lisa Monaco, Avril Haines, Susan Rice were in the Situation Room with John Brennan in the summer of 2016, concocting this whole lie that Russia was going to interfere in the election, which, of course, then morphed into Russia collusion. Same players. Same objective, same MO, and here we we are now, more than six years later, still fighting about this.
0: We cover a lot of data on this show, so when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is 0% chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's 0% chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market from global instability and from a falling collapsing dollar. Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax shelter's retirement account and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898 and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move and we got two more years of Joe Biden. So what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. So you get into this in your article that this is like a potential janitor, deep state janitor mop up operation to get these Russia Gate documents that Donald Trump had rightfully declassified. Now, we've had Cash on the show. We've had Grinnell on the show. And they're saying... Uh, yo, these they're not after the classified documents, the nuclear codes. This is all a joke. That's all just soy meat for the Blue On base. They're after the declassified documents because of how badly they expose Gate. Do you agree with that?
6: I, well, I certainly trust whatever Cash or Rick Grinnell have to say. But look, Benny, you can already see the narrative shifting. To your point, at first we were told there were nuclear codes in the safe. Then we were told there were super secret classified documents. Now you see the narrative downshifting all the way to, well, he violated the Presidential Records Act. Um, what DOJ is arguing, which is astonishing, Given what you just said about Margo's article, the 30 million plus pages that are in, um, I believe, I think, Rolling Meadows or Hoffman Estates. I'm a Chicago suburbanite, so uh, that's North Suburbs. But at any rate, what they're arguing, Benny, is that Donald Trump should have no presidential records in his possession, that every piece of paper, records, notes, call logs, mementos, anything, technically belongs to this archivist. Of course, there's a new archivist now. Um, But at any rate, that's what they're arguing in their latest filing. Now at one o'clock today, Judge Cannon will hear arguments from both sides. She ultimately will decide um, if a special master should be appointed. I have no idea why DOJ is fighting this so hard. If they really wanted to instill the trust and faith in the American people, that this is a legitimate uh, criminal uh, excursion or inquiry, they should support the appointment of a third counsel. Very telling that they are working so hard uh, to to fight against this appointment.
0: You said it on Twitter, and you say it here in the article that what they're going to do is they're going to use these Obama sisters, Haynes, Rice, and Monaco, in order to uh, drag this into the national security state in order to like in order to take the blob. And to like absorb these documents mm-hmm. and the these damning documents and all of this into, oh, this is for national security. We ta- let's ta- we, we, uh, you must not see this. This is a national security. Okay. And they, they use this. it's tried and true. It's weathered. It's worn. And will it work?
6: Um, hopefully not. I hope that Judge Cannon, she is a Trump appointed judge. I hope that she can see right through this. And I hope she sees the players who are involved. Benny, we heard for years that we could not see the accompanying documents to the FISA application, which basically ended up being the steel dossier. We were told we couldn't get information. Yeah. The Congress was told they couldn't get information because it threatened national security. This is their old ruse. It's total garbage. These women are out to finish what Barack Obama's White House and FBI started in 2016. And that is to sabotage, destroy Donald Trump, get him in handcuffs, because that's what this base wants to see. Um, I think the documents in the FBI raid are optics to create a public case, they believe, for criminally indicting Donald Trump, which is, you know, I believe uh, is where this is headed. Um, But these are the same players and the fact that no one is calling them out and explaining their history, long history. Susan Rice, back to 2012, of lying to Congress, lying to the media, Lying to the American people about anything um, I think is really galling. And hopefully Judge Cannon will see right through this.
0: I mean, we know that Joe Biden is a Muppet president. And he doesn't have any clue what's going on. He, I did a, he, he he says on camera this week, oh, I'm not supposed to. I've been told not to do that. And then apologizes to his handlers because he's not supposed to take questions from the press. We know he's not in charge. We know he's a Muppet. OK, he's a Muppet. Uh, do you agree that this is Barack Obama's third term? <laughs>
6: Oh, absolutely. Because of so many of the people from Joe Biden all the way to Susan Rice and Lisa Monaco, Avril Haines, these were his top confidants and advisors. And here they are in very powerful positions. And you're right. Joe Biden obviously does not know what's going on. He's not calling the shots unless he's calling all of us fascists, right? Sort of the same thing happening at DOJ. Merrick Garland is intended to give this grandfatherly, somber, solemn face to this vengeful abusive dishonest DOJ as I said not just going after Donald Trump and his associates but hundreds of his supporters Benny they are still arresting people now almost 20 months later for what happened for four hours at the Capitol on January 6th this FBI is raiding homes arresting people investigating people tormenting them and Merrick Garland is supposed to be this you know uh, you know, nice, gentlemanly, elderly face to that, uh, hiding what is actually happening inside, behind the scenes, which should really alarm and, in some instances, terrify Americans. This COJ is so unhinged and out, unaccountable and really going after all of us.
0: You say here in the article, and we, I, I just keep referencing it because it's just, it, it exposes something that everyone else is missing. It just seems like everyone else is missing this, the Obama connection to this moment and how this is a revenge plot and that the usage of the swamp state in order to take the National Archives? Like, who's ever heard of these people? No one's ever heard of the Presidential Records Act. Because Who who cares? Obama sends all of his documents to some storage facility in the middle of Chicago. Nobody ever asks a question about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You say here in the article that this is a moment of pause because they now have the levers of power they can do what they want here. This is a dangerous time. They were on the outs for four years. Maybe they have. Maybe they had underlings and apparatchiks trying to avoid Rick Grinnell firing them, right? Uh, maybe they were operating in the shadows. Now they can be out front with it. Mm-hmm. And should supporters of Donald Trump
6: fear what comes next? Well, they absolutely should, because what's coming next is the criminal indictment of Donald Trump. I don't think it relates to these documents. I believe it will relate to January 6th. Mm-hmm. It will be either an obstruction charge or a conspiracy charge. So that's where I believe that this is headed. Um, what DOJ is not used to is dealing with judges outside of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Because, Benny, these are the judges, from Trump-appointed judges all the way, if you can believe it, to Reagan-appointed judges, who are going along with whatever DOJ wants, including the pretrial detention of nonviolent January 6th uh, defendants, some who will be incarcerated almost two years before they have a chance to go to trial. They have lied to a grand jury and federal judges and defense attorneys about the whereabouts of Kamala Harris, saying she was in the Capitol when it was breached. She was not. There was no punishment for DOJ repeatedly lying. The basis for thousands of criminal charges, by the way. Um, and so they get away with whatever they want in this DC, I call it circle of hell, legal and judicial system. They're now before a Florida judge, a Trump appointed judge. Um, and so this is a little bit different game, which is why the same day that the judge said she would consider special master. Avril Haines and Lisa Monaco got their little sisterhood together and said, oh, let's bury it under this national security assessment. They know all the tricks. And, Benny, you know why? Because they've gotten away with it. No one was ever punished for crossfire hurricane and Russiagate. No one. Now it's accelerated. And this is uh, this is what we face and what uh, President Trump faces as well.
0: So I have uh, one final question for you and then a follow-up. I- I- if you have the time, I really do sincerely appreciate your knowledge on this issue. There is no there is no better reporter in America. Nobody has the strength and the courage uh, that Julie H- Kelly has. And we love having other journalists on this program. I'll probably have to apologize to a lot of people that we bring on regularly. But you- you're just the OG, Julie, and-, and we deeply appreciate it. And we want to know your insights into something that was said last night. Mike Davis said, hey, uh, yo, this is a tactical retreat by the DOJ. They weren't expecting this to get as ugly as it's getting. And they weren't expecting the fight here. They sort of thought that people would go into the night and that Twitter was real and that everyone just hated Trump and orange man bad. And now they're getting major pushbacks. The polls are not in their favor. You're seeing whistleblowers come forward at the FBI. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're seeing Tim Tebow be sent out on his ass. I don't Mm -hmm. know exactly why that happened, but you know, I guess we'll take cold comfort in it. Uh, do you believe that they've overstepped maybe for the first time ever, they've like, they've properly gone over the Rubicon and they regret it.
6: And oh, it's something. So, I, that's, wish, yeah. I wish I thought these people were capable of regret or remorse. Um, But I do think they were caught off guard when the judge said that she would appoint this special master, which is why they scrambled for the latest, you know, cover the national security assessment. I will say the photo that they included, it wasn't leaked, it was an attachment to DOJ's 36-page filing opposing the special master. That really backfired, right? Because people were thinking, well, wait, why are they scattering these highly classified top secret uh, documents all over the floor? Who took the photo? Who put the cover sheets on there? Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, who thought this was a good idea? So that in itself is backfiring. And that's why I think you see this uh, now pivot to, well, he just he shouldn't have any documents at all, um, because this was a really clumsy move. The good thing is, Benny, as corrupt and malicious as these prosecutors and investigators are, they're they're actually not that bright. Hmm.
0: Uh,
6: They're they're far more arrogant and confident than they deserve to be. And so they have made numerous mistakes. This could be the biggest one of all. Um, And I'm sure, as I said, Judge Cannon is. Playing close attention and uh, you know the other thing that they said Benny is well we don't need a special master because we've already looked through all the documents right we've already fully vetted it we had our special review team this DOJ no one from Lisa Monaco to Merrick Garland down to the lowliest line prosecutor cannot be trusted so let's hope that a special master is appointed and I'm sure if it is you will get a quick appeal From the DOJ, if Judge Cannon rules to appoint a third party to look at all this material.
0: Yeah. So to all of you watching right now that are waiting in line at the DMV for your 15th hour, remember the government can act with lightning speed Mm -hmm. if they are politically motivated to to keep orange man out of office. My follow up to you is simply this. We have a lot of congressional staffers who watch the show. A lot of Mm -hmm. congressmen and senators pop in and we need to give them good advice. Julie, what is your what is your top line advice for Republicans were they to take back Congress in order to begin to unravel the rot of this diseased temple inside of federal law enforcement?
6: So the real source of the rot is the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office. And this is headed by Matthew Graves, a Biden campaign advisor. His wife is a far left radical activist. She heads up a far left activist women's legal group. Um, She has said horrible things about Trump supporters, especially women who voted for Trump, basically calling us racist. This is the man who's hunting down not just hundreds of Trump supporters, I believe ultimately will be the one to take this to the grand jury, get the grand jury indictment. There is no reason for Congress, Republicans, to fund an office that is going after your own people, your own supporters, and include and you. I mean, they're going after Republican congressmen too. They stole Scott Perry uh, his cell phone right out of his hands in front of his family. So that needs to be cut off. There's no reason to have a hyper-partisan federal prosecutors with unlimited power funded by a Republican Congress. That's where I would start. And obviously, the much-needed dismantling of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, not just what's happening here. And, you know, we have a long history of what this FBI has been doing. And I would start with a full vetting of the Whitmer Fed napping hoax and what this FBI did the same guy in charge of the Michigan FBI field office promoted to the DC field office a week after the arrests were announced. He is the one that is tied to both Whitmer Fednapping hoax, full-on FBI entrapment operation from start to finish, uh, and then brought to DC, promoted by Christopher Ray. Those are the two places I believe that the Republican Congress should start. Will they, Benny? I don't know. I'm not so confident in this leadership. All of it, to be quite honest.
0: Yeah, seems like a lot of really hot and fiery tweets and then nothing, right? Right. Like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Hot and fiery Uh, is something that you can find on Julie Kelly's Twitter. Where can people find you?
6: (laughs) Thanks, Benny. So all my work can be found at amgreatness.com, Twitter, Julie underscore Kelly to Truth Social at Julie underscore Kelly.
0: Who's this beautiful dog? Look at your Twitter bio. Who's I this beautiful know. dog?
6: That's Nico in front and Prada, his little buddy. And they are the greatest dog. Nico is the greatest dog of all time.
0: Oh, Thanks, look at that. Amazing. Okay. Let's do the dog edition next. Okay. <laughs> when all this is over and the deep state has been defeated, we will bring on the dogs and we will celebrate.
6: My daughters are going to be really mad that the dogs <laughs> got shot out. Shout out to <laughs> them, but too bad. <laughs> next
0: time. Good. Good reason to come back on the show.
6: That's right. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you, Julie. Goodness, it is amazing to have patriots on the show. This is why we do this show, ladies and gentlemen. We want to bring you the news from the people who are reporting the best on it. Do we have the time to dig through the sludge of the swamp to like find the the secret Obama sisters in charge of everything? I mean, yeah, kind of, but like Julie's done the work, so let's platform her. Let's make sure that she gets new followers and that you can follow her work. She is truly remarkable. That's what we do here on this program. We've been answering emails. Well, I guess we'll throw up the email right now. We've been answering emails all last night. Here's the email. If you have ideas for the show, if there are incredible reporters you want brought on, if you want us to platform ideas and thoughts and information to people, let us know because this is your show. It's your show. And you support this show simply by watching. We just want to say thank you. If you want to support us even further, click like on the program. Okay? Share the program. And most importantly, and this is really important to us. If you could click follow on the podcast, it would help us out a lot. On our podcast, the Benny Show, it's our audio only podcast where're all the available where all platforms have podcasts. We are there. So let us let us know what you think. Tell us if we're doing something wrong. Tell us if you want us to cover things. We answered probably hundred emails last night. I'm sitting there at my dinner table doing it 10, 10 o'clock at night. If you got an email from me, it was literally me sitting there. I, mean, I did a video of it. It's on my Instagram. We want, just want to say we thank you and we love you as an audience and we love you a lot more than the corrupt FBI. This is our next story. FBI employees have lost confidence in Christopher Ray and call for him to resign. The whistleblowers, the, the day is coming here. OK, ladies and gentlemen, the day is coming. Mike Davis said last night this is a tactical retreat and these people are in panic. The day is coming. Kurt Kazudik, an ex-FBI agent who now works as a lawyer representing whistleblowers for the Bureau, claimed that the current agents are saying that Ray has lost control of the agency and he must resign his position. I'm hearing from FBI personnel that they feel that the director has lost control of the Bureau, uh, Saduzek told the, uh, the Washington Times. They're saying, how does this guy survive? He's leaving. He's got to leave. And that's what the whistleblower investigations are going to reveal. Check out this whistleblower news from the FBI. 20 plus whistleblowers now coming to Republicans in Congress.
1: Confidence in the FBI is now at an all time low and it may never recover. And it's not just everyday Americans who are disillusioned with the bureau. It's rank and file agents. FBI whistleblowers are now calling for director Christopher Wray's ouster, saying they have lost confidence in his ability to lead the agency. Their lawyer, Kurt Sudak, who is a former agent himself, telling The Washington Times, quote, I'm hearing from FBI personnel that they feel like the director has lost control of the bureau. They're saying he's got
0: to leave. Got to leave. Lost control of the bureau. This sounds like a crisis in D.C. This sounds like panic in D.C. We got to get a little like a logo thing for like panic in D.C. with sirens and things. We got to get like a logo. Panic in D.C. We can toss it on screen. The panic is stemming all the way up to Merrick Garland, who issued a memo saying that the DOJ personnel are prohibited from communicating with members of Congress. How scared are they that Congress is coming for them? Ladies and gentlemen, this is panic in real time. The memo saying, don't talk to Congress, please. They have oversight over us, but don't talk to Congress. The Constitution says these are co-equal branches. Don't talk to Congress. Just steal their cell phones. Check it out. Clip F. A.G. Merrick Garland issuing a memo reiterating his department's policy prohibiting personnel from communicating directly with members of Congress. Garland says this is not, I repeat, is not an effort to silence
4: whistleblowers. You buying that? No. You know what, I think that kind of bullying behavior, one, it create, again, it creates the perception that this is a partisan, uh, you know, this is a partisan organization, and he's a partisan. And I don't think that's going to scare whistleblowers inside the FBI. They, they don't scare easy. I, what I think it will do is produce more whistleblowers, which I think actually is a good thing. And, I, and I, you know, there's no other outlet for an FBI agent than to go to Congress. You try to go inside the organization, it, it'll get bottled up pretty quick.
0: So this is a moment where you are seeing the executive branches, the, the executive branch in war with the legislative branch. It is the legislative branch's job to have oversight over the executive. That is the purpose of our Constitution it is laid out there in black and white. None of these other things exist. There's no such thing as a national archivist. Dr. Fauci doesn't exist inside the Constitution. None of these people exist. None of these agencies exist inside the Constitution none of it. It's all fagazi, fagazi. It's made up stuff. The IRS doesn't exist. The Federal Reserve doesn't exist. All this stuff is made up. What does exist is the legislation, the legislative branch's ability to have oversight of the executive branch. And these people all work for the executive branch ron johnson saying yo uh dark days are ahead for y'all because we have so many whistleblowers coming to us that it is going to devastate you when we roar back into power in november do not believe the suppression polls republicans will win in spite of themselves and we need new leadership check out ron johnson saying uh ladies and gentlemen the storm is here
4: senator first between yourself senator charles grassley congressman jim Jordan. Uh, do you have a a good estimate of about how many whistleblowers have come forward? First of all, we need to keep those whistleblowers' identity uh, protected. So I'm not going to reveal anything about them. But I I would say that Merrick Garland is probably issuing an illegal order. You know, federal government employees have every right to come forward and talk to Congress and be afforded whistleblower protection. And the fact that the attorney general would basically threaten them is literally jaw dropping. So the good news is we do have people of integrity that are concerned about the credibility of their agency and they're coming forward and they're starting to tell the truth. And that's the only way you're going to restore credibility to these agencies is if we expose the corruption and hold people accountable.
0: Oh, Benny, I hear in my email, and please write me. We read them. I hear in my email, oh, Benny, Republicans will never do anything. Nothing will ever come of it. Well, I give to you our next story. Timothy Tybalt. As we covered in great aplomb this week, Timothy Tibble was kicked out of the FBI. Boom. See you later. He was kicked right on his ass into the street uh, by FBI agents armed, told never to return. He had a box with him, a box from his desk that included a bunch of Hunter Biden porn, a bunch of used crack pipes, um, you know, some numbers for prostitutes from Hunter Biden's personal collection, uh, so on and so forth. That's what he had. I don't actually know that. That's just like kind of the the comedic, the like the cartoon version of what happened in my head. I wished, I, wi- I really did wish. Maybe I'll write a screenplay about it. The firing of Timothy Tybalt. Timothy Tybalt, however, has been a head that has rolled because of these whistleblowers. So see the bright side of the dark cloud here, all right? There are dark clouds over a country, but there are silver linings. It is always that case because God does love this place. So because of whistleblowers, this scumbag agent who, as far as we know, obstructed the Hunter Biden laptop investigation, along with many other things we're finding out a lot as this unravels, this guy was fired because whistleblowers said this scumbag was preventing us from investigating the Hunter Biden laptop because we didn't want to Rig an election again. That's the quote to the media. These whistleblowers are coming forward and now heads are rolling because of who they are outing as these corrupt agents inside the FBI. So that's a victory. Take cold comfort in the fact that these are victories because of Republicans and whistleblowers in Congress. Former FBI official Timothy Tybalt, who faced multiple whistleblower allegations, uh, responded Tuesday to the media reports that he left the bureau saying in a statement that his legal counsel voluntarily, that he voluntarily retired from his job, denying some allegations leveled against him. Tybalt, who is being provided pro bono services by Morrison Enforcer LLP, confirmed that his counsel and that his last day at the FBI was Friday and reported by several outlets, but he clarified that he was not fired, not forced to retire and not asked to retire. Okay. His exit from the FBI comes a year, uh, a year when Tybalt, is being investigated by the Office of Special Counselor P- Potential Hatch Act violation as he allegedly displayed political bias and so on and so forth. Chuck-, Chuck Grassley's going after this guy. This guy has a long history of social media posts, anti-Trump social media posts, yet he's in charge of the election integrity division. We played you that clip earlier in the week. We're not gonna play it for you again because it like hurts our eyeballs when we watch it. These FBI clips are so boring. Oh my God, they're so bad at everything. This is a actual screenshot On your screen of Timothy Tybalt sitting there and bumbling his way through saying he's he's he is definitely in charge of election integrity at the FBI. The FBI is going to make sure this is the most secure election ever. It's definitely a secure election. That's what Timothy Tybalt says uh, while he is suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop. Story And while he is promoting anti-Trump screeds on social media. So Elise Stefanik, who is the number three most powerful House Republican, is doubling down on investigating Biden's corrupt FBI. This is a win. House GOP Conference Chair Elise Stefanik renewed Republicans' calls to investigate President Joe Biden's corrupt federal agencies after unprecedented raids at Mar-a-Lago. This is Russia hoax 2.0 and the typical loyal media accomplices, Stefanik said in a statement, as new information from the uh, U.S. Department of Justice keeps getting released out on the Trump raid. The latest leaked justification that started off as nuclear codes has now morphed into whatever Joe Biden's corrupt agencies think the media will transcribe as the loyal stenographers they are. That's a pretty spicy statement from Stefanik. Here's a tweet from her on the uh, same issues. When Republicans earn back the House, Subpoenas will rain down on the Biden crime family as a matter of national security. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, they getting spicy. Mitch McConnell gets a lot of press from his Galapagos Turtles, uh, you know, uh 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 (inaudible) enclave at the local zoo. Mitch McConnell lives inside of the local zoo. He comes out of his shell every couple of weeks. He munches on some lettuce. He does absolutely nothing as the FBI and the DOJ rain terror down upon our movement. So he gets a lot of press and then Republicans get all demurred, right? They're like, we have no leaders. We have no one who can fight for us. These are fighting words, baby. In fact, Stepanek noted that the same agency involved in Trump's raid were caught illegally meddling in the 2020 presidential campaign when they instructed social media companies to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop from hell. And we covered that last week with Mark Zuckerberg's bombshell revelations on the Joe Rogan podcast. So here we go. What are the real threats to our democracy? You have a White House that's calling you a fascist. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Well, certainly we on this show know that what you must do about it is to vote in overwhelming numbers, to absolutely flood the system with your voice and to get out there. The White House is going to ratchet up the attacks. They are terrified of what's going on right now. They're going to ratchet up the vernacular. They're going to call you a fascist. The same people who will raid their political enemy's house illegally will call you a fascist. The same people who will lock up Americans for years without trial will call you a fascist. The same people who will command their army of criminals to raid your homes, to mob your streets, to harm your children, to burn down your schools, to burn down your stores. Those people who command their fascistic armies of Antifa and BLM neophytes, those people call you a fascist. Those people who censor speech and will put you in jail for wrong think, they call you fascistic. Those people who want the federal education system to turn into communist training camps for your little children, to rip children out of your arms, to indoctrinate them into radical gender ideologies and ideologies that are un-American at its core, dangerous racial ideologies like critical race theory, those people call you a fascist. The people who want to take your guns and disarm a peaceable population, legally owning firearms, the people who hate the Second Amendment, who hate the First Amendment, who hate the Fourth Amendment, who hate the Third Amendment, those people call you fascistic. The hubris of these people will bring them down. It will be their undoing. And these same fascists, who the definition of fascist is essentially the fusion of the federal government and federal law enforcement with corporations in order to oppress people. That is the definition of fascism, in case you're watching BlackRock, BlackRock, which is getting down the line, but BlackRock, which handles all of the pension plans for all federal government unions, right? This is the fusion of private equity, hedge funds, money management, and the federal government. The unholy alliance that is fascism, definitionally. And then the oppression of their political enemies and their speech and their lives and the jailing of them, which is exactly what they want to do to Donald Trump. Those people call you a fascist. In this country, we still have the ability to rid ourselves of true fascistic minded compatriots who work inside of the wasteland and the rotted, diseased temples of our federal bureaucracy, we can rid our country of them by voting. Take that right very preciously in these times because it is under attack and we must show up and we must vote. Republicans are not the solution to all of your problems, but Democrats are the cause of all of your problems. And so think about that when you're inside of the ballot box. And think about this clip. From Corinne Jean Pierre, Corinne Jean Pierre saying that seventy-five million Americans are a threat to our democracy. Seventy-five million Americans—the number of Americans who voted for Donald Trump. How many Americans support Donald Trump? Probably hundred million. When you get down to it, probably a third of the country support Donald Trump. By the numbers, Corinne Jean Pierre says a hundred million people are a threat to our democracy. One third of the nation—you're going to have a hard time setting up these prison camp facilities, lady. Watch.
7: The president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. Uh, the president has been clear as he can be on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Uh, the way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, the, that extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights.
0: Did you hear it? They said it. Did you hear it? Abe heard it. My boy Abe, he's always listening to the show, sitting right here. This guy founded the Republican Party. He's watching. Abe heard it. What did she say? She said, we're going after MAGA because they are the most energized part of the party. Now, she meant to say extreme, but she said energized, thus relaying the game. They're going after MAGA. They're going after Trump because Trump is the Republican Party. Trump has facilitated the rebirth of the Republican Party from a bunch of uh, uh, gimp suit wearing simps like John McCain and Mitt Romney walking around with their dog collars on. These guys, these guys, Mitt Romney famously had a vacation where he put his dog on the top of his car, but Mitt Romney was the dog on the top of Barack Obama's car on vacation in a cage with a collar on. That's the Republican Party they want. The Republican Party in diseased decline. Karine Jean-Pierre is sitting there saying, as she often does, the Olive Garden Unlimited word salad out of her mouth saying the actual game here, which is that they are terrified of MAGA because MAGA is the energized part of the Republican Party. They need the simp part of the Republican Party to be ascendant. The Jeb Bush, please clap, (coughs) part of the Republican Party. That's what they want. Those are the Republicans they like. Okay. those are Liz Cheney's. They need Liz Cheney to be a hero because she is exactly the kind of controlled decline Republican that they want. So when asked to differentiate between the bad Republicans and the good Republicans, Corinne Jean-Pierre said this. When it comes to voters, how does the president differentiate between the ultra-maga folks who he sees as an extremist threat to democracy and the average GOP voter?
7: So um, can't talk about voters from here. Uh, as you know, no. Oh, no, I, I get you. Uh, not going to, I just need to say that, right? Just to, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, I mean, the, the president has been, has been really clear about the leadership, right? The MAGA Republicans uh, in leadership. Uh, they're the ones who have the platform. Uh, they're the ones who, uh, again, the extremist part of the Republican Party. Uh, they're the ones who, uh, you know, folks listen to uh, in their own party.
0: She did it again. You can always count on my girl KJP. You can always count on Corine Jean Pierre. You count on her to do two things. One, to read from her sheet. She never makes eye contact. She's always reading like this, okay? She's always talking like this. All right? What if I did the show like this? Because she doesn't have the she doesn't have the brains, okay? She doesn't have the brain function. Two, you can always count on her to actually say what she what she's me what she means, okay? The thing she's not supposed to say. She was supposed to say that MAGA Republicans are extreme. She wasn't supposed to say that they're the energized part of the party. And then in that clip, she said MAGA Republicans are the ones with the with the mouth, mouthpiece. MAGA Republicans are the ones with the audience. MAGA Republicans are the ones who can actually make a difference in this country and can actually save this place. She's saying it on camera. That's what she's saying. We're scared of MAGA because MAGA is the energy and MAGA is the mouthpiece. And MAGA, of course, is bigger than Donald Trump. Donald Trump says this. MAGA is a movement. Make America Great Again is a worldview. America First is a worldview. This is larger than one man. And I would argue that Ron DeSantis is part of that worldview. Kristi Noem is part of that worldview. Tucker Carlson is obviously part of that worldview. Steve Bannon and all the rest. That worldview is ascendant in the Republican Party and descendant is the simp worldview. Now, what is weak simp energy? Well, that's not being able to answer if Joe Biden has mishandled classified documents, which Karine Jean-Pierre couldn't. This is our last clip of the day, but yo, know, this is a great one. Hey, uh, you're upset about Donald Trump mishandling classified documents. Has Joe Biden ever done that? And Karine Jean-Pierre goes, Go.
6: With all the attention on the former president's handling of classified information, not asking you to comment on that specifically, but can you say with certainty to the American people that President Biden, in his time as president, has not mishandled, improperly stored, done anything improper with classified information?
7: No, and then I'm going to move
0: on. Oh, Okay. no. What she says is, no, I can't. I can't. I don't know. And then, and then I'm going to move on. Run! (laughs) Because of course, Joe Biden had. remember, Joe Biden is the guy who had multiple, this is real, this has been reported, this has been reported and has been verified, has multiple allegations against him from the Secret Service for skinny dipping in front of female Secret Service agents at one of his mansion houses. This is Joe Biden. Joe Biden's the guy who went skinny dipping in front of female Secret Service agents while his son Hunter was on a cocaine-fueled prostitution romp, leaving his laptop, which is, by the way, full of classified information. You'd have to assume, right? I think that's an interesting angle here. While leaving his laptop full of classified information about his dad. So here's Joe Biden naked in the pool with the Secret Service agents getting her retinas burned out. And then here, you know, I got hairy legs. Corn pop. And then here's uh Hunter Biden with his laptop dumping it off at the repair at the at the repair shop, uh putting a crack rock into his pipe and walking away. And just leaving it. Dude, what a mess. And cringing Pierre knows that this could boomerang on Biden really fast. And just he's like, I gotta go. And ladies and gentlemen, we have to go very sadly. We're going to go watch what happens in this ruling, this argument at one PM. We're going to be live later tonight with The results of that ruling, hopefully a special master will be appointed. We pray for that. We also pray for this nation. What will happen? How will the Trumps fight back? And we have a special tomorrow with Don Jr. How Trump will fight back. Don Jr. joining us live on the program. You do not want to miss it. Live at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be an absolute brawl. It will be incredible. It will be must-watch social media content Don Jr will be on the show for the hour and we deeply encourage you to join in and watch we will ask the questions that you want us to ask and if you want us to ask Don Jr a question send us an email okay if you have a question for Don Jr kick us an email let us know. let us know what you want us to ask we we are gonna we're gonna bring the boom. And we will definitely choose some of your questions for Don Jr. So if you wish to, by proxy, because I am your voice, if you wish to ask Don Jr. a question, send us an email, baby. Let us know. Let us know what you want to, what's up for the sweet salt and pepper beard of Don Jr., who will be spitting fire tomorrow. Must watch. Join us tomorrow. Get ready. Trump fights back with Don Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, we do this show for you. We do this show because we have the same priorities you do. I bet you order your life life like we do. God, family, country. I bet that's how you order your life. I bet you are proud to be a free man or a free woman, a child of God, and that you want to stay free. And you understand that freedom is a gift and someone's always trying to take it from you. Uh, Vladimir Lenin said that freedom must be preciously allocated because it is the most valuable thing on earth. And that is the way that they constructed the Soviet Union in order to rob all people of their freedoms, and in order to allocate freedom, in order to dole it out. That is how valuable freedom is. Let's protect that freedom, and we do so every single day on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. God bless you. Thank you for watching.